people of Earth. If you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy. I don't judge. Couple pains of this comic is any indication Noma has all the power so far. Yes, there. This is definitely not for kids. We'll talk. We're actually going to probably one of the other of us is going to choose this as the book. I, I'm I, sure. I've so your friend is attracted to power. When do you want to start recording? We already have. Oh, okay. So when it becomes just a little more casual, then we just kind of roll in and say, "Oh, good, the Sharks game is over." So I think it's fair to say that this is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. See what he did there. Did. We've got special guests tonight for the Fanboy Planet podcast. On, let's just officially say, "Happy 39th birthday, Star Wars." 39 years ago today, you only look 20. Star Wars came out. Uh, and next year it'll be celebrating its 39th birthday for a second time. But over here, uh, to my right, get it? I do. <laughs> I don't even know what it was. We to had get. him on the podcast. Before? I don't think we have. No, I don't think we ever have. So, the, the enabler, the yes. enabler, the designer of Fanboy Planet 3.0 name, the enabler. <laughs> <laughs> and now he has to kill you. Anyway, but go ahead. Hi, I'm Brett. Don't Boring. no last names. No last names. Yeah, That's no totally. last names. Just Brett. That'll make sense. And over here, this is a treat. Uh, on my left, we have a special guest who's livened up Fanboy Planet 3.0 with his recurring column, Cheap Game Reviews. Bodiac. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I had to think about it. What name are you going Silence. by on this podcast? will not be using my real name. Francis Gum. And, of course, That's tonight we're not actually, you're That's not actually strong. the physical host. You're no. You're podcast producer. I was here first. You were. But we're I the set up. But we're the, I know. I know, Rick. He Everybody wants knows. He wants credit. Oh, I know. Seven stars, bar and grill. He's not the owner. Neither Paul nor Mario. The owners are here tonight. No. But that's because they're sane and stayed home. Anyway, uh, podcast producer, Rick Brett Snyder, not ashamed that I have a last name. No. That we, we have last names here, but you guys from out of, out of state. That's because nobody can spell it. It's an encryption key. Mine is officially a pseudonym. No, I do understand that. I just want to make that sure. I'm not I, dodging I, anything. No, 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 no. And I understand that. And the funny like thing, like the draft. And the funny thing is, <laughs> definitely not that, that. Even though we have share, we have exchanged emails. I really have to concentrate to think of what your real name is because I constantly say Budiak because that's how I was first introduced to you. That is what that is what he has wanted his whole life. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Since I was 11 years old, I just wanted to be known as Budiak, and I've had to deal with this real name. <laughs> Which I refer to as my meat name. <laughs> Reluctantly. So is, it, is, it, is it like... I haven't seen it. I, I, <laughs> is it like Maniac, but with booty? No, it's more like... Uh, have you ever... Oh, Jesus. Oh, they're going to totally get you to do it. Have you seen Airplane? Yes. yes. Are you familiar with Jive? Yes. yes. Within the Jive... Uh, dialogue. Yeah, yeah. There is a word that they say, which is bootyac, which I have extrapolated to mean booty action. Okay, but you don't spell it anything like that. No, not at all. So it's phonetic. Yeah, 
And when I was That's 11, symbolic. I was a uh, I was enamored by this word, and I chose that. B u d i a k. That's correct. Yes. Because that's how it is in my address book. That that's Budiak at dynamitegun.com. Yes. And that's I believe that was the I first I first concocted it when I was on Sierra Online. Which do even you I was gonna, I was gonna remember say, that? Silence just hit the screen. No, I remember, no, no, I remember it. Yeah. My nose is bleeding trying to remember <laughs> it. Uh, wow. Yeah. When you had to worry about minutes when you logged on. I oh, recall yeah. those days. Oh yeah. yeah. So anyway. While we're here at Seven Stars Bar and Grill in San Jose, we, when we have special guests such as yourself, uh, you're in town for KublaCon, the yes. board game convention. The Con of Cons. The, ah. Yeah. That, right? Puns, anyone? Yes. Yes. I'm trying to inure myself for the weekend because it's convention weekend in San Jose. Uh, but we are Seven Stars Bar and Grill. We like to bring people that are, especially from out of town, we like to record here. So we say, look at how cool San Jose is. We have a Star Wars bar. Look at how cool the nerdiest well, part of San Jose is. Yes! The fact that we can say... Yes. Wait a minute. In San Jose, we can say something's the nerdiest part? It's the coolest nerdiest this part. Is the, this is the part It's pretty where nerdy. It's the, the, this is the nerdiest the, part. The, the, the nerds... We, I'm pretty we, sure this is the nerdiest part. Not even in San Jose, just in general. <laughs> it beats the heck out of the Canadian Star Wars bar, where they have oh, a yeah. couple of, of nice... Uh, Pine uh, stools, and there's uh, occasionally someone wears a Star Wars T-shirt, and they call that a Star Wars bar. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I'm calling you out wherever you are in Canada. I can't remember. Yeah, I Saskatchewan, think it's Canada. I think it, I think Why don't you step up? <laughs> yes, Stanley Cup. Why it's going to go to San Jose this year? I went to a high school with a Stanley Cup. Anyway, uh, so uh, of course, Only if you're colder than space, just in PE, right? Uh, yes. If if you uh, you betcha, if. Uh, we used to call that the Duke. Anyway, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please subscribe, <laughs> rate us, review us, tell your friends. You can find us on the Stitcher app and many other fine podcast hosting apps. But we also host it at fanboyplanet.com, where each and every podcast has a page in and of itself with a fantastic graphic that uh, Rick slaves over, photoshopping for dozens of minutes. Uh, you must have this down to a science, because you're pretty fast with the graphic. I'm getting pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, while fun. there, if you hear, uh, if there's something that we talk about on the podcast tonight that you think you'd like to purchase for yourself, as we were talking earlier, and you're not a millennial and you still have a collector's mentality, and all, by the way, and if you can't uh, find it at your local brick-and-mortar <laughs> store, you can find the handy-dandy Amazon search box or a, or a link to these products and go there from Fanboy Planet. We get a small kickback, and we I love the callbacks that. to the podcast we didn't record. Those are the best ones. <laughs> uh, anyway, and of course, if you if you would like to help us defray the cost of hosting both the site and the podcast itself, you can donate money to PayPal at editor at fanboyplanet.com, where you can also levy comments, criticisms, commentary, critici- uh, I've said that criticism twice, uh, compliments and complaints to editor at fanboyplanet.com. So... This is going to be that when we bring in a special guest. Special guest, you know, we just we don't make any. Uh, Our publicist didn't call you, did they? No, I emailed him a couple of weeks. In I advance. was about to say I got a phone call, but personally uh, invited. You were several times where it was like, "Oh, you're going to be in town," and then I remember. I today, thought the hotel was getting paid for. Was was I misinformed? Or? Uh, they gave no. you all the questions in advance. We right? uh, we we paid your the, uh, we paid your mortgage for the month. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, with all those copious PayPal donations right, we get. Right. Uh, so we got, you know, we got, we got to pay Silicon Valley hotel prices, people. So please. Uh, anyway, 
so we, we're not going to have any mercy. We're going to talk our geek stuff. We got some comics news, which I think is, as I've already seen, uh, one of the choices for the week uh, that uh, <laughs> that uh, Budiak was a little blown away by. We'll get to it later. We promise. Uh, but he is open to the center spread that actually explains our top story because it is the event for those who are geeks. DC Rebirth number one finally came out last night at midnight. It must be an e- a, a year evenly dis- divisible by two. <laughs> well, do we count the DCU, Y-O-U of last year? That was 2015. No. What did they do the year before that? What? What did you say? What did they do the year before that? They didn't do anything. Didn't they? No. No, because New 52 is five years old. Right. Four and a half years old. not know something about comic books? No, I'm saying they didn't do something two years ago. They didn't have a a big... uh, They had crossovers, but I don't remember what the crossover was. This is a a (laughs) site-wide affecting uh, thing. Yes. Yes. So... And in this, so we had, which I love these midnight parties. I think that that's a fun idea because you get to see who your people are. Sure. Uh, I went to actually. <laughs> you get to see them as they're nodding off, standing in line. Well, it was funny because I went to Comics Conspiracy in Sunnyvale. Um, I like that store. It's a nice little store. I really yeah. like them. And they, they do apparently a very popular podcast that I do, I do not uh, hear, but I've heard it's very good. Um, they had, yeah, yeah, don't don't get ahead of yourself here. Shh, don't get ahead. Uh, but they were they they were open. I think at eleven o'clock, and they had snacks and they had sandwiches, and they were they really wanted to make a party out of it. Oh, nice! And when I got there about eleven forty-five, they were showing the Tim Burton Batman on the big screen. Cool! And nobody was eating the food. They were all just staring at Tim. watching Batman. Uh, so it was kind of like, oh well, that's fun. I mean, we walked in and kind of waiting. So I browsed a little, you know, picked up some. Uh, books How bad was I this missed. food? No, 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 it was very good. I took a sandwich. I'm like. I'm going to be up for another hour and a half reading comics and watching The Flash, so uh, I better have a snack. So I, I, they said, please, take one. You know, so they so, played The Flash, too? No, no, no. I, no I, after I bought my books at midnight. Oh, then I, you went home and watched I went home and I was episode. reading comics and, wa- and right, watching right, right. The Flash. So, yeah, I'm very, very tired right now. Um, no kidding. It worked a very long day as well. So, uh, <laughs> But this is the thing. These are the kinds of events that get me going like, but there's a sense of community around it. It's not just buying a comic and trying to read it before too many Facebook feeds tell me what happens in it. it or a troll like me will just take whatever spoiler he sees and start just spreading it. Right. Just to yeah. piss people off. That's why yeah. we're not friends on Facebook. Uh, I, I fear you. Fear me. No, tonight we'll probably take care of that. Fear but my it, spoilers. Hodor is dead. There's something about being... That's actually a rule. Don't you damn well. Oh. Oh. It's in the notes. You're not supposed to spoil. He didn't watch the latest episode. Uh, of. I haven't watched any of them. I, I know, but you've seen them. I, I, I haven't watched it either, so I'm glad that and, actually and, wasn't true. And honestly, no one saw him die. Okay, okay. shut up. And, and We're not talking about also, it. Also, Glenn is dead. I'm just shut. saying. Okay, okay, fine, fine. Right. Anyway, DC Rebirth. Dynamitegun.com. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hate mail can go there uh, and find him and contact him. I was there. just going to say, I was going to back you up on the. There's something special about midnight. We all know that. It's, it's a, it's a it's mis- the witching hour. It's the witching hour. It's a special time. And, and there are the greatest events happen at that time. I remember being in line for video games, for video game systems coming out, for movies. Yeah. For, and I, I just was thinking, I've never been out for a comic book 
uh, coming out at midnight. I know there have been at least two. Yeah, I uh, I was out. Uh, one of the first I attended was uh, did a midnight sh- uh, midnight release of the Batman, of the Tim Burton Batman on VHS. Oh my. Tower Video yeah. uh, out in Campbell. Um, so I mean that was fun, and though, and you were allowed to sell if you were a store owner, you were allowed to sell Marvel's releases and DC's releases only. So, uh, but they had a stack ready. You know, I bought DC Rebirth. You had to get Superman Fifty. You ha- it says that at the beginning on the first page you have to read Superman Fifty first, and, and Justice Jail. League Jail uh, Justice Jail League, League Ten, Justice League Fifty. It's 50. part ten part of the, 10 Dark, of Side the Dark Side War. Side, yeah. Uh, so the Dark Side War. Yeah. 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 Uh, which honestly, I thought was a very rushed ending to Justice League. To what for how much they packed in there. It's it, been a weird. That's been a weird. It's been series. a very weird story. But we, the purpose of Rebirth, in which uh, even Jeff Johns got to appear on the Tonight Show and say, "That's how weird the world is." We were talking earlier about generations and how young you are and how yeah, you know, and, and saying how my children are growing up in a world where liking comics is not a weird thing. Right. Where the chief creative officer of DC Comics. Is on the Tonight is show. a guest on the Tonight Show, and not as like a novelty thing. It's really just to promote. Well, it's if, Stephen if Colbert. His, if he knew his name, it was grounds for a beatdown. Right, twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you yeah. if you heard, if you said his name, or you said if he said his name, and God during, knows, don't say it three times because then he appears in your mirror. He appears in your mirror. Yeah, and um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's and it's a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this rebirth. Uh, did you read all the way to the end? Can no, I we? didn't. I read like the first five pages and realized oh, that okay. it was not going to be able to stand up dramatically against the Sharks game that it just no, started. No, uh, but but so you read the first five pages, in which we can say there is a very good thematic character who is narrating it. Yes, um, and they and, don't give it away right away. And it, and then it actually did surprise me. Of all the things that I had heard, yeah. were happening in DC Rebirth. That was not one of them. Right. And the explanation of what's going on in the New Fifty Two. And why it's a why it's a crisis, if I can use their trademark word. Right. Did you read that far? I it? only read to the point where he meets the first character that he's thinking okay. about, okay. and he gets pulled away. So they did explain in those pages the what had happened, yes. which addresses people's criticisms head on. Right, and it, it's something we have speculated was going to happen eventually. The, the ten they, years? Huh? The ten years? The that's the undoing of Flashpoint. That is right, true. Right, right, right. That's but the, it's not undone in this. But what is it's, it's it's the it's the thread that if you pull on hard enough, it will. But undo. you see the crime of, of Flashpoint. What happened post Flashpoint? Yeah, ten years wiped away from everyone's life. Right, missing. So right. as somebody at the store today was complaining, saying like, oh, "What I don't like about Batman is how many years of continuity have been crammed into five. And I went, "Well, that's over." Yeah. You know, because that, I mean, and that's and that's cool. It's a good criticism. Someday, I want to live long enough that the Marvel comics, the untold story, gets written for DC comics. Uh-huh. Because these last ten years of DC, throwing things at the wall to see what will stick. You want the dramatizations of those editor meetings? I want to know what was really going on internally, yeah, yeah. because as much as I enjoyed. It's still inept in some places, but let's be honest, that's just true. There's a lot to fix. Yeah. As much as I enjoyed this, reading Jeff Johns criticizing the New 52 
when at least publicly he was the face of relaunching and being responsible sure. for New 52 sure. and wrote Flashpoint, right. it's just a little weird. Which tells me there must have been some sort of compromising and let's give it a shot. Yeah. And it didn't work. And there are really direct rebukes to the tone of of the new Fifty Two, and when you listen to them talk about it right now, they're saying they're saying things like getting back to the reason why people were buying the comics in the first place. Which, if you read deep enough into that, it's saying people have not been buying the comics we made in the past few years the way they did before. And I will say with the same passion, and people can write in and their opinion of it. I want to say because Rick hasn't finished it, but I will go so far as to say that the ending of Rebirth will upset a specific creator very I much. I actually know what you're, ha- what you're talking yeah. about because I accidentally flipped the book And over. I don't know if I like it. And yet... I don't know if... And yet, from a literary point of view, it makes a lot of sense. Is it, is it in context of more than just that last scene? Yes. Okay, then... But I, apparently, I'll, I'll, it's, apparently it's been sprinkled through the books for about two years. Okay, interesting. So, how you doing? And, I'm and doing we say great. And say going, all right. So, that's our top story, <laughs> which Marvel managed to knock off the... Ma- so, Jeff Johns appears on The Tonight Show a couple nights ago, or maybe it was even just last night. Um, but the mainstream media today isn't talking about Rebirth at all. They're talking about the relaunch of Steve Rogers, Captain America, number one, because of a plot twist in which, as often happens with this, mainstream media acts as if nobody has ever read comics before, and therefore the setup and the reason for a number one, the revelation, is something that's really... I don't want to spoil that either, that was really going to change everything and causing a lot of, I'm never going to read Captain America comics again... When I'm again, you go. If you've never read comics, yeah, it's not. Then I would understand how you don't understand that this will last five, maybe ten issues to make two trade paperbacks. Yeah, but this is in no way a true status quo change. Right, right. Yeah. So imagine, imagine if you would going back to oh, let's say Spider-Man 100, and if the press had looked at that six arms. And said, oh, Spider-Man's going to have six arms from now on. I was going to say, even honestly, now as it's turned out, even back to Spider-Man 120, when, oh, Gwen Stacy died. That didn't stay forever, so... It stayed oh, for a long time. Spoiler alert! <laughs> uh, that was before you were born, <laughs> that son. That was 40 <laughs> years ago. Uh, wait a minute. Quiet. I can hear my arteries, hud. Uh, so, anyway... <laughs> It is just kind of ridiculous that that's... So I'm waiting for the conversation. But I will, I, I have not read it yet. But this morning at 7 a.m., I log on to Facebook, and I had a former student messaging me saying, well, what do you think? Is this true of this revelation that... Dot, dot, dot. And I went, uh... I explained the five issues and out uh, version of it. And frankly, it's not the first time because Steve Rogers was replaced... Um, by a character who pretty much was that type of, of person yes. for quite a while. And he well, went, I, I know and that Rogers went well. off and became the captain. Yeah. 
Well, more importantly, and I nomad. mean, for a while there was an arch villain who disguised himself as Steve Rogers. True. Uh, so, uh, and I want to say back to remember when when Spider Man's body was taken over by Otto Octavius, and everybody said that they weren't going to read the Superior Spider Man because that was the worst idea ever, and they would never read Spider Man again. And sure, on the ends of the table, the guys who are game geeks. No, I'm actually just confused as to why you called him Otto Octavius rather than just Dr. Ock or Doc because Ock. He doesn't, Doc Ock. Because he doesn't consider himself Doc Ock. He uh, considered himself he get his degree. Otto Octa- Octavius. No, he's, he is. Dr. Octopus was a derisive nickname they gave him in the lab because he was short and fat and had octopus cybernetic arms. He's just arms. not into the whole brevity thing. No. no, no. He's auto Octavius. Gender neutral. Oh, okay. You fool is how he would he's put it. He's not gender neutral. He had a girlfriend. She was a dwarf. But she was a dwarf. That's yes, wrong but she was also super intelligent. Yes. Um, and, and those were probably some of the best issues of Spider-Man in the last decade. Yeah. So I'm saying. But... It went back to Peter Parker being status quo, and everything's fine. Yeah. So uh, Marvel also announced that they're going to do another Marvel Now event. So I think this is Marvel Now. We're serious about getting you back on board reading for fall 2016. Be, was the first time they did Marvel Now, was it all caps for the now? Yes. Okay. Yes. And there was a special Marvel Now point one issue, and they're doing it again in the fall. Where you know, I don't, ever, I don't have a problem with this much because this is the Marvel Now, whereas the other one was a Marvel Now Then. Now they told there, me they could, re, they could reprint uh, it that way, uh, Marvel uh, Now uh, Then. There is an exclamation point after the Now. Now, if, you, if it was edible, it would be Marvel Now and later. <laughs> uh, but, uh, spicy. I get it. I get it. Spicy. You're of that generation. I am. Uh, yeah. Uh, it has a joke on the inside, right? No, that's Laffy Taffy. I was way off. Yes, way yeah, off. Sorry. This beer is good. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Uh, Comixology announced a Comixology Unlimited service this week, $5 a month, in which you can read, just similar to Marvel Comics Marvel Comics Unlimited, uh, that which you can read an unlimited amount of the books in their catalog, in their specifically set-aside catalog. So is that all of Image? It's not all of Image. Okay. Like, Saga is apparently only the first six issues, the trade what paperbacks. What about, uh, oh, God. While well, he's thinking, is Saga I, Image? Yes, it is. I didn't know that. Yeah. But why you wouldn't necessarily notice that is, of course, it is a creator-owned book, essentially. That's the great thing about the Image model. Right, right, right. Their books are all creator-owned, so it's not so much about Image as it is Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples, right? And it is. There's God is Dead. Uh, yeah, so a lot of Jonathan Hickman's in there. There's a lot of image in there. And Dark the, Horse. The other one is... Uh, uh, it's another one of those but, surreal western... Yeah. Uh, East is West? East is West, that was it. East uh, is West. Thank you. Thank you, Budiak. <laughs> I'm going to call you Buddha. You know, I rarely get to live troll. <laughs> <laughs> We fired. We have fired panelists for that. Please continue. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> now that I know how the evening's going to go, uh, it's yeah, thematic. Uh, Dynamite's participating. Oni's participating. Dark Horse, Boot, uh, Bootyak, Boom Studios. I think, <laughs> All of Bootyak. I think Archie's in involved. It's a special. Some of their All some of, of their digital only is is going in as well. But it's not all of it. And, it, and like Netflix, because they were really treating this more as the Netflix of comics. Okay. Like Netflix, things will 
go away for a while, so too. So some you can only get on DVD? Yes. Okay. Or rather, some they would rather you just buy the hard copy of. Okay. That's why Saga is like the first trade paperback. Is so you get hooked. It's five bucks. You can read all six issues. And you can't keep it, but you're going to want it and go and buy that deluxe edition. Sure, sure, sure. And just tell people how it used to be awesome. Rick, do you have as a talking point the the Netflix Disney thing? No, but that's a good one to remind me of. Thank you. I meant to make a note of it. Thank you. Uh, Although I think years ago when they first signed it, we talked about it. We'll get back around to it. Cool. Um, Did any other books come out this week? It's time to question what's in the bag. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? Only I don't. Did you get a bag? I didn't even get a bag this week. So. I, didn't get a I, bag. Brought my, bag. I bring I my own a, bag. I have a stack. You're supposed to get a bag? I, I no, I brought my own bag I was because promised a bag. I Is that was my expecting copy of a bag. Yeah, okay. your, we were just pouring beer on it. Brett stole it. I did. Wait, where's my where's my sketch yours, cover version? It's right here. Brett stole it. You'll see Brett that I uh, did a self portrait on the cover of your sketch. Ooh. <laughs> I just see emptiness. <laughs> so uh, exactly, <laughs> it's it's very, very nouveau, very art uh, art nouveau, very, very dada. I was going to yeah, go with very it. Very dada is better. Yeah. 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 So my first book this week <laughs> is Scooby Apocalypse Number One, which we talked about coming up for a long time because right, right, we've right. been excited about this whole branch. Well, of I don't know new if I was excited about that one. I was excited about Future Quest, which was last week. I, was I'm excited about this one. I'm actually excited about uh, Wacky Racers uh, Apocalypse. Wacky Raceland. Raceland. Wacky Racers Apocalypse. Hold on. <laughs> they got, Wacky Racers Apocalypse. They got a d- one of the designers from Mad Max Fury Road, and he re-envisioned the characters of Wacky Races, and now it's Wacky Raceland, so a world where they're racing for their lives. And I, I, wouldn't have expect, I would have expected is. an ad for it in this, but there's not. No. And, um, and is the other one Johnny Quest? Yeah, it's yeah. Johnny Future Quest. Quest. It's Future Quest. All the, adventure, all the adventure characters. You know, this is the one that actually doesn't violate a thing from the actual co- cartoons. So it's Johnny Quest. The only thing that they did... They gave an origin to Space Ghost. And they gave an origin to why what happened to Johnny's mother. Yes, that's true. But I, you know what? I think Comico did do that. Yeah, but uh, Comico is not canon. I don't know. Maybe it is. Yeah. Anyway, so it's Johnny. I can't imagine how much nerdy information it's, is no, in your guys' brain. Sit back. You relax. Sitting, oh, just you guys consume. sitting there arguing? That was amazing. So, so My anyway. wife would just be like, what are they even talking but about? But it has all of them. Scooby Apocalypse. Even okay. Birdman. I love it. Birdman. Birdman, the, the fantastic. No, just Birdman. Uh, oh, okay. The Impossibles. The Impossibles. The Impossibles. And there was somebody I Not noticed. I finally noticed. Yeah, well, that's. I'm a Sondheim fan. Shazam. Yeah. Shazam was me- never mentioned before. No. But he's in, he's the, in there. He's in the art. And, that's yeah. that, and that was last week? Yes. 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 So, Scooby Apocalypse, we've been looking at the art, which you pointed out was all Jim Lee stuff, and I'm going, that looks great. And you're going, well, it's it's not it's not what I'm looking at. Uh, that it's I'm, Howard Porter on the interior. It's Howard Porter on the interior. And I don't know if you said, you said, I thought, you said you didn't like Howard Porter. No, I don't. I'm enjoying this art. Uh, Howard this, Porter killed my dog. Okay, well, th- this, this brought him back. Not true. I was um, like, is that a true story? No. I, this is this is really really nice, nice storytelling art. It's I, better than I thought it would be. Yeah, okay. I, I will give you that. So I'm I'm on board with this book. I was I was afraid that it was going to well, be. It's written. I'm by, buying it for the cover. It's and I'm written. Hate it's, it's written by Keith Giffen and J.M. DeMatteis. And yeah, that's love. that's, so that's nine points out of ten right yes. there. So speaking of apocalypses, there you go. The return of Afterlife with Archie. 
which has now gone bi-monthly after like a, what, a year and a half hiatus? What? Have you read that Scooby book yet? Yes, I did. Okay. I did. What's your... Go ahead. Troll us! It, it seems it, rife with tropes. I, I, I just... I, I don't want to be a hater or anything. Your point is? My, <laughs> yeah, what is this? My point is, I guess it's excellent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the macaroni and cheese of comics. It's not for kids. No? No, I wouldn't give... So it's the spaghetti Alfredo of comics. All right, perhaps. <laughs> with, with Vienna sausage. The, spe- Vienna the, sausage. the spaghetti-o Alfredo of... of, of Spaghetti-o <laughs> Alfredo. I think That's just, awesome. I think you just named the podcast. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay. Afterlife with Archie is back. Um, spaghetti Which I think this focuses on, on mysteriously... What? Oh my God! There, I hadn't checked this. There's a Goofus and Galant page oh of gosh, Archie awesome. and nice. Reggie. Uh, so oh, that's so wonderful. So nobody's, this is with nobody's de- going to get that joke. This is with deadly consequences. So to fill in our, our guest panelists tonight, Afterlife with Archie basically began two years ago with uh, it's. They've got an Archie Chiller line, and what happens here is that Hot Dog Jughead's dog was run over by a car and by Reggie. Reggie is the one who actually drove the car that killed Hot Dog. Uh-huh. Jughead's mourning, and he would do anything to get Hot Dog back, so he begs Sabrina to cast a Sabrina spell. Sabrina the Teenage oh. Witch? And she opens the, Necronomic- the Necronomicon. 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 I've, I've had a Darth Vader. I kind of like the Necronomicon. I'm I've start had a Darth Vader. That. I slur it's got a little a bit. melody to it. Sometimes dead is better. Sometimes. And so she reads a spell that not only does it bring Hot Dog back, it starts the zombie plague. So the gang, the Riverdale gang have been fighting for survival to escape. And in the first arc, they hold up in the, river, uh, in the uh, Lodge Mansion, Veronica's home. And, you know, so they really get very real. It's a very adult take on the characters. Very much in line with they're going to have on the CW, which we cannot escape the CW, Riverdale, the kind of like teen drama version oh, really? of live action. Start in the fall, live action that's starting is, in, is in the fall. Is Sabrina like standard canon for... Yes. 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 I yes. didn't yes. know that. Yes. Yeah. Has, yes. Huh. She doesn't show up in most of the books, but she has had her own book for a while. But like Sabrina the, the Teenage Witch yep. like yes. on Nickelodeon yep. was yes. actually from that. Yep. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's been around since the 60s. And so there's a there's a parallel book. It tie it, it is not tied in. She had her own Herbally. cartoon show. Yeah, she did yeah. for a long time in the, yeah. in the seventies uh, from Filmation. It, uh, there's that, that that wealth of you I know, see. I don't do you even see know my head bulging? I do. I don't uh, even know Filmation. But they is. have the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, where it's a straightforward witchcraft book right. set in the sixties in the style of eerie and creepy comics. So it's like it's a really dark. What if they were really practitioners of the black arts? Right, right. There's nothing charming and fun about it, but you're a teenager discovering that this is that you're really you're meant to be the bride of Satan. It's your part of, right, right, you know, right. uh, you're going to bring about family the heritage. So it's uh, it's a very and then they promised, but it hasn't come out yet. Was they they at 2015 Comic Con they released artwork for Vampironica, right? Which is supposed to be va- Vampirella. That's a portmanteau, basically, but with Veronica, it works for me. Veronica's. The blonde one? No, she's the dark. She's the raven-haired brunette. She's the rich one. The rich one. So I think they're both rich, aren't they? No, no. The Betty's Betty's the girl. Betty's working class. Betty's the girl next door. Veronica's the one who lives down the street in the big house with the fence around it. Who owns every other house in the neighborhood? So, 
not Betty, her Next father. on your stack, Rick. The next on my stack is the last issue of a series that I, I grew to, warmed up to pretty fast. Within three issues, this was one of the first things I read. Uh, Superman, Lois, and Clark. Thank you for including the Superman preface. Which is up at the top. And uh, eight issues in, and this is basically the lead in to bringing a new Superboy into the DC comics. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to deal with um, with the it's the Superman and, and Lois that came out of what was the name of that event? Convergence. 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 Which was all the thank you, Budiak. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm here for you. Exactly. Thank you, Rain Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Convergence. Definitely Convergence. Definitely. So. Uh, it's it's actually been a kind of a charming book, uh, you know. For those of you who missed having Lois and Clark as a couple, um, when they were actually working together, when she had when she was a Pulitzer Prize winning, yes. And this is written by is this written by Dan Jurgens? Jurgens, yeah, yeah. Jurgens fan works of his lotion. Hannah and Cox. It's spelled differently. Yes. Still a fan. Jurgens. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, eight issues. I'm still it's un- a fan. Undoubtedly going to be a nice trade to pick up. And, I, and I'm going to pick up that trade. because It's going to lead right into Robin and... and I uh, thought it was going to be a pointless book. Robin and, then, and Superboy. And then it, when you're giving me the promise that... And because the other thing is, what you got to remember too, is that Superman is the one who will be the star of Superman Rebirth number one. Mm. Because that you know that's where they're moving forward to. People didn't really like that take, that new 52 take... And they and they just easily slide the version of Superman people back in. liked back with, in with his wife. Yeah, he's a he's an alternate universe version mm-hmm. who is now living on the main Earth, which is kind of funny because so, the, it's the alternate universe that used to be the universe we were all reading in the right. regular book. Yeah. So what universe? So how many reimaginings can you get of Superman? Son of Jor-El coming from Krypton. Yeah. How many I got? I don't know. How much time you got? to live, that's what I got. Well, I'll say, you know, every decade, maybe it's faster, it's like sort of like Moore's Law, um, is they, because our technology is left forward, they kind of have to keep retelling the story because that 1938 farm he landed on a farm you gotta they gotta do backflips and twists to make sure why can't he forever be in a trilby hat uh, chasing stories on the street speaking with a uh, well if, if has, when was 30s the last radio time? accent one I would love that but no Steve Reeves barrel chested jo- no Reeves. definition George Reeves George Reeves I'm sorry there Steve is, Reeves was a different person there is a you're quoting Rocky Horror <laughs> We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. He was there, Hercules. There's a famous author whose name you would recognize um, who says, those stories still exist. You can go back and read those stories. Those, these are new stories. And so they, they update. And most recently, because last, last week was, I think, the last issue of American Alien, which was yeah. the only one that really fit. It's a retelling of Superman growing up by Max Landis, who mm-hmm. is the son of John Landis and wrote Chronicle. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're short stories, different snapshots of growing up as Clark Kent in the 21st century. So it, Clark Kent grows up as a millennial. 
Yeah, basically. Does and he that's just it. live with his parents on the farm? And no, no, he's in the big city. Yeah, but he's got a little bit more millennial traits than yes, in this, than in this version and in, yeah. and then in the Superman Earth One graphic novels. And that's the that, that is the thing. The reality. This is what Rebirth accomplishes. Is it's, it's opening back up that reality that readers have no trouble keeping track of which version they have. Mm-hmm. I heard someone earlier today. I think it was a comic book store, not here, saying. Like they wish that DC would uh, would coordinate their TV series with their movies, and oh god, and yet how many have we? But you know we've had the we've had George Reeves, we've had Christopher Reeve, mm-hmm. we've had for those who remember uh, John Hames Newton and and Gerard Christopher as Superboy in the early nineties. We've had Lois and Clark the TV series with Dean Cain. Yep, we had Brandon Routh as Superman, and now we have Henry Cavill, and they all have. Cameo shots and he showed this movie. Yeah, no. well, except you know, nobody's appeared in Man of Steel yet, and, right? Uh, but uh, or in that Justice League franchise. But it, to me, it, it's you know. But when they say back, like you know, oh, but like Marvel coordinates, like yeah. But when was the last time something happened in a TV show for Marvel that made a dang bit of difference, even reference wise, in a Marvel movie? Uh, only in Shield. Tri- no, 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 no. When was the last time something happened in Shield? That mattered to the movies. Wow. Answer. It's a trick question. Okay. Never. To the point that even Daisy, what's her name? The actress who played that was at a Wizard World last week and actually complained about that on the panel. Like, why is it that they don't pay attention to what we do, but we have to pay attention and lie about what our season's about for them? So, anyway. Because they make a lot more money. That's absolutely true. So, what's next on your stack, Rick? No, I think you were... Oh, it's me. You're next. Oh, it's me. Yes. All right. (laughs) How about this? Just kind of a fun children's thing. Disney, uh, IDW has gathered up, is gathering up Disney comic stories that take place at Disneyland or or were in original 50s and 60s Disneyland-related comics giveaways. So, like some of this taking place on the riverboat. Oh, yeah. That's a beautiful comic. Oh yeah, this is like, and, and the country bears are in this. Give it to me, I'll trash so it. So it's Disney Magic Kingdom Comics number one. Number one. Hey, this was uh, six ninety nine, but it was worth it to me. Finally bound, that my son cannot destroy it, but will enjoy it. These are some classic. Can't creators. destroy it, but will enjoy it. <laughs> All right, so I want to put that out there because if you're a Disney fan. This is stuff that the originals would set you back, but it's a cool reprint volume. Of and the artist on that, I'm well, there's a Carl Bark story. There is a Bark story because there's an Uncle is that Scrooge. The first one there. There are a bunch. Yeah, there are a bunch okay. of other ones too. But uh, it's like I think it's like four stories in there. But it's a good, it's a good value and it's fun, family friendly. Because here we go, we Archie. Everybody can give Archie to the kids. Not afterlife with Archie. You know, it's one thing. Those those. Magazines are densely packed with prose and story. I, I mean, love the old school of storytelling, especially the cartoon stuff. Yeah, I mean, Carl Barks was a master, so there's no question. Like, there, I don't think there's an artist working in comics today worth his salt that doesn't at least look to that guy. Taught him tons about pacing. And, well, there are a lot of characters, and, and each one has their own agenda. It's in them, and they inter- interplay. It's not simple storytelling. Yeah, we should. Let me take that. You know, to acknowledge Uncle Scrooge, Alan Young did pass away last week. Uh, at the age of 96. Uh, and he had, I believe, started work on the DuckTales revival. So that's an amazing, you know, they have to replace Uncle Scrooge. But uh, let's acknowledge that this is one guy had done that voice 
since the 1960 short Jeez. that first introduced Uncle Scrooge. Was he Scottish? He no, Scottish. Alan Young was uh, Uncle Scrooge. The character, his voice is Scottish, but Alan Young was Wilbur on Mr. Ed. Did you see the YouTube? Oh, Wilbur, yeah, and he was yeah, in the yeah. time machine. Interesting. So, yeah. Did you see the YouTube video of the guy who's singing Adele's "Hello" to all, with all the Pixar? I and haven't Disney? watched it, but I saw oh. the I saw the link. So. In the last last minute, he gets to all the the core Disney: Donald and, and nice. Goofy, and Mickey, and Minnie, and and he's really good. I mean, he does he does oh, a lot boy. of he does a lot of a lot of uh, kind of cool. fring, fringy Pixar characters, but. I appreciate that. Yeah. What's next on your stack? The last thing on my stack is the last issue, issue 14. Yeah, I cut Budiak off. He was about to say something smart-ass. One of my <laughs> fringy Pixar characters had, me, had the gears going there. <laughs> you got to think faster, but you've had three beers. I'm reading a freaking comic book here. I'm reading the Magic Kingdom comics. I can't tell you. The Socialist Workers Party. The pleasure on your face. It's nice. I feel like we've done something. We've awakened something within you. Go Secret ahead. Six. Secret Six, issue fourteen. Spoiler: the last, the last issue of the Gail Simone uh, penned and yeah. helmed book that start. I mean, this has been a book that has again been one of the first that I'll pick up and read. And I would never have believed at the the beginning of this. I thought it was going to be like another another Suicide Squad style book where I'm going to like. Begrudgingly right, those like first two heroics. issues were like that, yeah. And and what it actually became was probably one of the best family books since Fantastic Four. You know, of but not of, necessarily appropriate for families. Not a, not appropriate for families. Not when they but, were having orgies. But when the the group of them becomes oh, I got Brett's attention by saying that the group of them becomes a family, and you see yeah. growth in the characters, and you see which characters is, that care about each other when they really shouldn't, but they do because of what they've been through, and the, which basically. Gail Simone was given the title back after having done a fantastic run before pre-Flashpoint. Yeah. And that's what that book was then. She was given that grim and gritty New 52 video game technology player uh, marching orders. And then she just veered it back into even with a different set of characters. So some of the characters are the same from the previous version. And we had mysteries that went on for a little while and then but were she resolved. Made, she made it the story she wanted to tell, which is again about pe- damaged people finding connection and trying to fix each other. Yeah, and, and damaged it's people life. are the best the best parts of a story. They're but, the luckiest people. <laughs> but there was, it's like the, all, the whole argument against Star Trek is that all the characters that you int- you're interested in are all the ones that come in just for the episode and they're gone again because everybody in Starfleet is perfect. And so you can't draw well, write good th- stories about that was perfect the, people. That was the Gene Roddenberry yeah. mandate. And as I've argued many times, including on... Uh, How can on you say that, though? The I second episode of the freaking series, uh, Spock goes insane because all no, no, he no. wants to do is get That's away. That's the original series, okay. and that wasn't the Us. second episode. Uh, wasn't it, a mock sure time, it a mock like time, a second no. season, second, second season. season, a mock time. Yes, yeah. uh, Far is the biological state you're referring I, to. I love, the imperative. I love, by the way, how you said to him, "Are you sure <laughs> it's not the second one?" <laughs> I am pretty sure my money's going to be on them over you. <laughs> I'm referring to the Next Generation where they brought okay. Gene Roddenberry back and he put him in right. down that all of Starfleet had worked out the interpersonal conflicts by the time of the 24th century. Mm-hmm. And it made for, uh, to me, a somewhat boring first season. Then Paramount 
wrested control away from Gene Roddenberry, and that's where things like the board came in and the conflicts, yeah. and and that they started I having. Actually, I agree with you. The first season of that is really boring because I went to watch it with my wife and daughter, and they hadn't seen it before. And, that's and I'm watching TNG, and I was like, "This is really." And like, that's why not I'm not a, t- a Next Generation fan. Oh no, I love after that because there, there are a couple of episodes turned, in that first season, but most I was turned of it is off not. by it. And I've talked about it on the podcast many times. I was turned off in the first season, right. and then I hear people talk about it later and go oh i probably would have liked that show but that wasn't the show that we tried gathering in the dorm room to watch and got excited and went oh the best part of that was leonard mccoy showing up at in at 137 going i didn't die treat her like a lady and she'll always bring you home you know so but the end of the not to take this too far but the the show that we're not on tv yet the show that they really had the potential for was voyager because half the crew was oh and they screwed that up but they fell right into line with with Starfleet like halfway through the first season, and so it's like, okay, fine, you you've lost go. all your interest. My favorite, my favorite Star Trek series is freaking Deep Space Nine. That is mine as well. That actually, it, no, I love the original series, but because, but, I, but of the revivals, I like I like Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Deep Space Nine is the worst. No, go to hell. It's, uh, it's actually not as bad as Enterprise. We're fighting but, now. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Okay. Deep Space Nine has. Has a lot of characters who aren't Starfleet though, because it's different. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you like well, soap operas, is what you're saying? Yes, yes. and yeah. I like pro wrestling. We, <laughs> that is true. I like my stories, Brett. <laughs> it's okay. Some people like their cucumbers pickled. Uh, That's like know. a pickle. What do you think to that? <laughs> and now, now I'm conflicted on a title for the show. Uh, <laughs> I think that I guess you're in a, I guess you're in a pickle. Well, part of the whole deal with Deep Space Nine is the fact that. That Starfleet did not exist in in its own bubble. It wasn't encapsulated in space as as right. Starfleet. It, it dealt with all these other cultures right. and all how these other. You, how yeah. did they have to operate outside and, of those? And it was a more like a colonial group. Yeah, exactly. no, it was crazy too because was everyone only, was saying, "How are you going to? You've got a you got a you space know, station. You can go get another drink. How many yeah, interesting stories there, yeah. can you have? Because they're not going to yeah. go to other planets. But that was the one that had the. The sweeping interplanetary war as yeah. part of it that lasted over a Actually season had long. Story arcs yeah. that went through the whole thing. Are you a it. Babylon Five person too? I am. I, I know you Babylon are. Babylon Five. I wouldn't call myself a Babylon Five. The, the only reason I'm curious is I find a high corollary between people who like uh, no. Deep Space Nine and Babylon Five. They came out at the same time, right? Close. And, and the accusation was that J. Michael Straczynski had presented Babylon Five to Paramount. They said no. And, then they, went and then they went off into Deep Space Nine, and it looked much the same. Interesting. Yeah. I do yeah. respect Babylon 5. It, it, if I'm not mistaken, Babylon 5 was uh, in like the first season. There was the... Was it the Kumite? It was like this... The what? It, the, I can't remember. Blood the sport. Dim Mock or the Kumite or something like that, where it was like the blood sport. Where it, it, How many it beers a, have you had? I'm working. I'm, seven. I'm um, it, was, it sounds plausible, if yeah. not actually right. Well, I don't the, know. The human went into this contest, this physical combat yes. contest, and uh, they're talking about how much of a brilliant warrior he was and how brave he was. And it was just two guys trading haymakers. And it was Babylon Five. I promise. What about what about Farscape? Never watched it. Oh, I love Farscape. How about Jason of Star Command? I'm for him. Heard of I remember it. that. Never even heard of it. Yeah. Back to him. filmation. That was a live action <laughs> filmation. What's the last thing in your bag? Nighthawk number one from a uh, friend of the podcast, David F. Walker. Yeah. Uh, so this is the spinoff from the Squadron Supreme. 
the very dark and vicious. You know, uh, I, I I passed on Nighthawk this year. This is the first time I've said well, no I, to I the Squadron Supreme. I haven't read it yet, so I don't know. I just like yeah. David's work. I know, I know. So I I want to see. But the last couple of he is he, the last couple of times he's had his own book, it has been just so violent. And I like the fact I like he was much more like the uh, he was much more like. Uh, that's Apollo right, and uh, what was and he? Midnighter. Midnighter. He's much more like Midnighter in anticipating he and planning. He's out bad. I mean, out bad. He did have a solo book before oh, yeah, off of Supreme Power, didn't yep, he? He did. Yeah. Go ahead, take the stack. All right, so that's where our comics end. We're going to go to movies, movies. and uh, ooh, movies. movies. Daniel Craig has confirmed he will not return as James Bond, and so now. The betting potters are going crazy. Oh, the, they, uh, the going crazy is the active word here. With the, with Gillian uh, Anderson as oh, Jane Bond. Jane Bond. Yeah, I'm sorry. You Tom can do Hiddleston a, as Jillian James Anderson. Loki. No. Double O Asgard. Uh, so I. Can, there was I can one other that. woman <laughs> character. There was another female actress that they put up for for um, a Jane Bond kind of a. Thing that I, I was reading some article is there. Uh, who was it? Ah, Tatiana Masley. No, no, no. Uh, she's yeah. God, I'm old. I don't you even look know at Brett, half the people like, you guys are saying. Indignantly, that. But they had that Rick to, didn't didn't agree with that with that choice. No, no, I that wasn't no. I'll show you indignance later. So there were two. It'll happen. How about you show show me it now with my fist? Wow, there were chilled two. to the bone. Yes. There were two candidates I did like. Luckily, this is an audio podcast, or all <laughs> listeners would have le- left there. And the first one, and I'm blanking his name, Man from Uncle... Uh, Army Hammer? Army Hammer. Army Hammer. As I thought, I thought Man from Uncle was his audition for... Oh, you for mean Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, that's right. The, not the, wait, Army. Out. The dude's name is Army, Army Hamville? That's one Army of them. Hammer. Army and Hammer. He, but it's because he's Armand Hammer the third, like the billionaire... It, yeah, it, it, it's uh, some dude. Okay, continue. No, Sorry, a very, a very wealthy investor. He's the heir to the fortune. Got it. He's decided to be a light com- comedic actor. The other one was the guy who played Ian Fleming in the Fleming uh, bio. I remember when that came out, and I don't remember who, play- who that was. Yeah, I, I can't remember, but he was really he was really quite good. He was really. Mm-hmm. What I'd expect from a modern Bond. Okay. So, so when you say Jillian Anderson was cued for Jillian Anderson, that's what I said. Jillian Anderson was cued for Jane Bond. Of the X Files. You're saying you're saying that they're thinking about no, making, no, they're not. The no, internet is speculation. The internet. internet is putting all these things along know, with Idris Elba again together as that one Elba. and they're doing posters and and there's somehow on the internet there's come this belief that if enough fans will it into existence. If we will it, it will come. And yet, strangely, there have been cases where that the happened, things that yeah. people have said, and it's like, I actually snakes think, on I a plane. I actually think like a gender-bender yeah. Bond would actually be pretty interesting. But then it's not James Bond. No, I, no, I, I, I would totally, I you know, you know actually, watch it, they were it showing it. Bond. They were showing it earlier tonight on here at the Seven Stars on one of the TVs. Oh, yeah, that yeah, movie yeah, was yeah. called Salt. No, no, that wasn't Salt. It was the one where the, she bends bullets. It's the other one. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't it Wanted. Wa- that was, that was not Wanted. That was not wanted. wanted. Is the one I thought it was. No, right. that was a comic book. The, that was a different thing. The yeah. James McAvoy epic. Yes. No. This. Uh, nor was it Tomb Raider. But although, really, to some extent, Jane Bond would be Tomb Raider for that matter. Yeah. So uh, you know, I, I, I would go see that movie. That's just 
that's not James Bond to me. Did did in Tomb Raider because I didn't watch that movie either. Did uh, in Tomb Raider did they? I, I don't remember. No, well, I was gonna just say, does Laura Croft was she like? I guess a nanonizer for any. No, she's actually <laughs> no. not. She's she's pretty much the opposite completely of a nanonizer. Asexual. So, but well, not completely. Oh. The, the one thing I would I would say about she's got her guns to keep her warm. Just doesn't have the time. Right. The one thing I'd say about a woman, tired. a female Bond, is there are plenty of great female characters out there waiting for their movies to be made. Velvet. And Ed Brubaker would get some money from would that. Would be an awesome movie. Although, the other thing and say give, is me, give me not only a female character, but an older female character playing an older but female let me, character. Let, let witness as I make uh, Rick salivate. Why not just go ahead... And do Modesty Blaze. I was going to say Modesty Blaze, yes. I was also going to say Modesty Blaze. Uh, Believe it or not, I was going I to say... I have no that. idea who Modesty Blaze is. you got to play this, man. You I, get, know. You just, I know. you got to go I with am it. super confused I right do appreciate now. that. Modesty Blaze, number one with a bullet. That's to all follow up on a breaking story last week uh, that we actually got in real time on the podcast. Big series of, uh, of, of British uh, novels it's and cool. comics. Continue. Yeah. A couple movies. I learn a lot. Good yes. Keep going. And you she won't remember them because this is like... There's like it. only two. Oh, it's only two. All right, because you're, you're driving. Um, so, uh, Charles Roven, who has produced everything uh, in the DC Universe movie-wise since uh, Batman Begins, has been officially... His, his job has changed. He is no longer movie-facing. In the wake of last week, we reported they've reorganized and created officially DC films within Warner Brothers in the wake of criticism of Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. So we don't have much more about that. We're seeing a lot of movement going on there, and Jeff Johns is giving a lot of interviews in which he's kind of like a read-between-the-lines of what I'm saying stuff, where he is basically becoming Kevin Feige, as we predicted last week. Yes. So and Kevin maybe Feige's the one that does Marvel. Marvel, he does yeah. Marvel, right. And so my argument has been, and, and the many times people have asked me about it this week, and it is sad, I, I get these questions a lot, is people have assumed that Jeff Johns had that power already, and I'd say, no, I do suspect that we are going to see a much more personal vision rooted in people who loved comics, because uh, this Charles Robinson has been producing, but has been the architect of the director's vision uh, like why Zack Snyder had ascendancy without acknowledging the brain trust of you've got all these comics writers whose job it is to write these characters and you don't want to pay attention to them and now with Jeff Johns being one of those writers now being the head of DC Films being able to say yeah this is what those characters should be like so that's people we hold out hope for Aquaman <laughs> I've lived long enough for an Aquaman movie <laughs> are they gonna are they ever gonna make a Transmetro movie a what? Transmetro. Transmetropolitan. Um, I would keep an eye on New Line Slate because that's where all the Vertigo movies are going now. Cool. It's the New Line. It is not necessarily because I also think that Transmetropolitan is creator-owned. Oh, and Warren Ellis does have would, the... I he think he holds the rights to it. And, yeah, one of the things Warner right. Brothers has been very unhappy about with Vertigo is that there were a lot of creator-owned deals. And so there are a lot of things that they wanted to make movies of that other studios got. Got it. So <laughs> I'd love to be in that meeting. So let's let's talk about Transmet. Oh, we don't own that one. We just bought the company. Well, uh, no, they had to license back. Remember, that it never happened anyway. But they licensed back ElfQuest. Yes. Because no, because a producer wanted to make ElfQuest, and no one had realized that at one point Vertigo had published it. Right. 
and then they realized, wait a minute, we're spending extra because we signed them to a deal that didn't lock us into rights, and it's just like, ah, uh, you know, so some heads rolled. Uh, Thor Ragnarok announced some cast members this week, and that was fun. Uh, that's the next Thor movie. That's the next Thor movie, but it's really the next Hulk movie. What? Yes. Kate Blanchett. Directed by Ang Lee. No, I can't pronounce his name. Uh, the new, no, I really can't because I can't remember it offhand. Is the New Zealand comedian, basically, who directed What We Do in the Shadows. Have you seen that mockumentary? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yes. awesome. Yes. So they hired him to kind of give it more of a... Thor Ragnarok is a Thor Hulk buddy movie. Okay. Because they haven't really done that as a genre. So why not put it in quasi-Shakespearean dialogue? Oh, that'll be fun. Uh, so Kate Blanchett is Hela, the queen of hell. Um... Jeff Goldblum is the Grandmaster. I love that idea. Who is the brother of the Collector, who yes. is a character that's in Guardians yeah, of the yeah, Galaxy. Yeah. So they're tying He's a crazier in. Collector. Yes, and Carl Urban, Dr. McCoy in the Star Trek franchise movie franchise, is Scourge, the Executioner. So I like that choice as well. The yeah. Kate Blanchett character, uh, the comic book character, like, wears all black, right? Yes, she does. And she yeah, has yeah, yeah. The, the Jack Kirby-esque, well, Kirby. Right, right, right. The helmet that goes in antlers in every other direction. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So Cur- Cosmic Kirby antlers. And they did actually release concept art of Hela, and it, it looks very Kirby-esque from the back. You know, it's like, so there's a lot of respect. That's the other thing is that we've lived long enough at least Rick and I have. You guys take this for granted. That we every rem- day. We remember the 70s CBS TV series where every superhero costume was an apology for what a superhero costume was like. I remember. Have the- you ever seen, actually, have you guys ever seen like the documentary where it shows the costume makers that make the costumes for all the modern movies? Have you, no. ever, see, have you ever seen these? No. They're fascinating because they sit there and they interview these guys and they're like, yeah, uh, they want us to make it look like the comic books that like fabric doesn't work that way. And so <laughs> they come up with like all these really clever, ingenious ways oh, yeah. of making the costumes look the way that they are in the comic book. That they're like, yeah, yeah, like this, they have to take shots, like stills and stuff. But it's interesting how much effort goes into costume well, design. Well, you know, I recently got into somebody arguing, not liking the, Cap- the Chris Evans Captain America costume because it has the chin, chin strap. strap. It's like, you've justified the mask. And, but to me, I'm going, is this not better than the 1970s? motorcycle helmet, helmet that he wore that was painted blue and had the wings on the side. Terrible. Or worse, the canon film starring the son of J.D. Salinger, Matt Salinger, which had him in a cowl that had rubber ears uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so his ears, ears would still come in. I'm like, I, it has never, I've been so caught up in the storytelling, it's never bothered me that Chris Evans' helm mask doesn't match does the way it, it looks in the comics. Does it bother you that Chris Evans uh, also played the Human Torch? No. No. Because he's so matured from when he was And I torch. thought he was a great Human Torch. I thought he was honestly. a great Human Torch, yeah. too. Yeah. But I just thought it was always funny. He's was like, actually really good. to play two comic book characters? Oh, yeah. he, no, he's played three. Who's the third? Because he was in The Losers, which is not a great adaptation oh, of that Vertigo graphic series. novel series, but he was one of the mercenaries on The Losers. And... He's really good in that too. 
Losers was a reimagining of a World War II group of Platoon of guys, but done as a modern set of mercenaries. Yeah. Gotcha. Definitely set up for a sequel that never happened. Got it. Uh, Unfortunately. So he's, so he's played he's played three. As is we've just noted, you know, last week we noticed that, that uh, Michael B. Jordan, who was the Johnny Storm in the unwatchable Fantastic Four, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, is going to be a villain. Is in that Black actually Panther. what it says? The unwatchable. If only Fantastic it did, Four? fewer people would fall victim to it. Yes. Uh, it's sort of like that. Truth book. and advertising. What is the actual book that has the Yellow King in it? Uh, in Lovecraft, what's the name of the text? It's the Yellow King. It is the Yellow King. Yeah. Okay. Bootyak. Yellow King. The Thank King you. in Yellow. Thank God we got you here. Uh, so <laughs> it may be the King in Yellow. It might be the King in Yellow. Uh, yeah, go ahead and Google. Here is bow a, down to Google. No, we don't have time for this, Rick. I got to work tonight. It's uh, for my own mind. Here is actual groundbreaking <laughs> news for Go- the Ghost in the Shell film adaptation. Oh. They have cast an actual Asian actor. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, I thought you meant as actually the main character. I was like, no. I thought it was Scarlett Johansson. No, it still is. Uh, Ryla Fukushima, Fukushima, who was the uh, wayfish sidekick in The Wolverine and has apparently been on Arrow. I don't know. Oh, yeah, was, yeah. She, was she Katana on Arrow? Do yes, you know? she was. Okay, so yes. she's Katana on Arrow. For a number of episodes. Is now, and as of yet, unnamed character in Ghost in the Shell. Have they uh, said if the guy's going to be in it in Ghost of Shell? I can't remember her. Which? The, 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 ma- the, the major? Girls. The major. Yeah. They. The fake eyes. Oh, no. The, no, the guy with the, with yeah, the goggle yeah. eyes. No, they haven't, they, haven't, okay. they haven't announced casting for any of the major male characters. Just the Just female. Just saying Dolph Lundgren, if you're listening. Dolph Lundgren? Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren actually isn't big enough play that guy. I know. Is anybody? But he's, um, I, I like him because he's old. Because he's got the old look. There he's you go. Old yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, why not cast that guy that wants the, Dolph Lundgren's in competition with, um, oh, 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 this oh. guy for uh, Cable, to play Cable in Deadpool right. 2. Uh, what's the name of the act? Steven, that was in Avatar, great character actor. Uh, oh, but, I know who you're talking about. They got the scar, right? Yeah. The general, yeah, yeah, yeah. He would actually be a great Cable. I actually like the guy who was in your movie. Jake Busey? No. Oh, Jake uh, oh, Busey. Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. My movie. I have a three-second cameo, <laughs> and I edited the graphic novel. But it's your movie. I like to say that. You can buy it in, at Walmart. You didn't it see is the pictures he posted of himself? Because he's got Clancy white hair. Did? He's got Clancy white hair. And no, the that beard. was Ron Perlman. Oh, Perlman. Right, I was going right, to say, right. Pearl, I was gonna say the guy that Perlman. Perlman wants to be Cable. Perlman, yeah, Perlman yes. would be a Hellboy great Hellboy himself. Hellboy Perlman would also make a very good... Uh, major too. Perlman would make a good major. Yeah. You know, I got to say, I was just watching uh, to kind of segue into television that uh, I, I rewatched with Luke the uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans animated, and they on the Blu-rays they include old episodes of cartoons to uh, kind of resonate. So they had an episode of Teen Titans, not Teen Titans Go, Teen Titans with Ron Perlman as Slade. Not Deathstroke, because they right. couldn't call him Deathstroke, but Slade. And I had forgotten what an incredible voiceover voice job that was. Yeah. You know, really great. Well, let's go TV news. I, I'm going to say, since we were talking Ghost in the Shell, this really doesn't connect, but video game adaptation, the game Mirror's Edge yes. is oh, being, okay. has been purchased by a, a production company called Endemol Shine. Did you play it? To become a TV uh, show. No, but they better cast an Asian woman to play the main character. Right, you, so they're going to do a TV series of, Have you played of it? Mirror's Edge. Who do you have? 
I, I don't understand how they can make Dig a show out of this. down to game. the mirror's edge. It's a parkour game. Yeah, I yeah. mean it's a free running game. Yeah. How has this become a show? I mean, because it's, it's there, there is there is bucks. there is a story behind there it. There is that they're just going to There's a story and blow behind Doom as I well. Know. Yes, there is. And they Actually, to make a the, movie the, out of that too. The Doom yeah. story is deeper than the <laughs> Mirror's Edge story. Yeah. And you see the movie they got out of that one? No, I have no. You life's haven't seen too, that? Life's so too I saw short. Doom I do have didn't. I do have the paperback trilogy based on Doom though. I didn't see it in the theater. I have life's that to my short. credit. I saw three minutes of Doom on HBO. I totally admit <laughs> that. I do. But I'm gonna counter I paid money to see Super Mario Brothers. And I, I regret too. that to this day. And I saw nice. it with my father. Okay. You topped it. I just <laughs> saw it with my friend. Um and King then we, Koopa. <laughs> oh God! I saw it on Showtime. Dennis Hopper, Dennis Hopper? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, descended from 100 percent Tyrannosaurus Rex. Anyway. Nice, mm. nice. Yeah, John Leguizamo uh, was Luigi somehow. Yes, <laughs> the bitterness. <laughs> he's, and he's Bob Latino. Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. See, because that's that's the same gene pool. Again, Bob Hoskins uh, and, and John Leguizamo. Mario and the entire Mario legacy is the great overlooked. Racial stereotype. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. You love bringing this of up. our generation. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out. Basically, there. hey, it's me, it's Mario. Yeah, Budiak yeah. loves saying that it's totally okay for the Japanese to well, stereotype, but it is okay yeah. because I remember <laughs> when, when I was a youth. Because they stayed until the end. <laughs> <laughs> the Italians gave up in '43. I remember. I remember. My brother's up, Italian. I can say those things. Do you remember uh, the game? Uh, right Shad- into editor at fanboyplanet.com. Hate me. Go ahead. Shadow Warrior with... Uh, I do. Yeah. Shadow Warrior. Very racist. It was a, uh, a first-person shooter, and you played a uh, um, Low Wang. It was your character. Low Wang. Low I've Wang. had those days. And, um, <laughs> and uh, I remember... Oh, that's pl- the worst joke uh, I've ever made on the podcast. Uh, anyway, go ahead. In PC Gamer, the game came out, and I played it. It was... It was a freaking Doom clone like everything else at the time, yeah, like 97, yeah. 98. And the next month in PC Gamer, it was they were inundated with all these letters about how racist this game was. Now I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I've got a name that ends with a, a consonant. Or with a, with a, I'm sorry. With, I was going to say, your, your with a name vowel. does not end with a consonant. K, K, K is a, a yeah. we've and said a, too much. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it ends with an I, so obviously I'm an Italian-American. And um, Oh, good. Then I offended you to your face. Excellent. Go I don't care. Italians generally don't care about that. But anyway, it's I'm reading all these things. And the and one who does about, is listening. And they're talking about how, how racist this whole, the premise of the game is. I'm sitting there thinking, dude, Mario and Luigi, boom, right there. That's the most racist freaking thing since like what, 1981, 1980. For, he's a he's a 84. he's a blue collar. He's a plumber. He's chasing a female. He fights a, a gorilla. <laughs> he's chasing a princess. Right. He eats he's, mushrooms. Hey, gets big. Hey, what they did to Mario was nothing compared to what they did to the Koopas. You know what? Those Koopas when you cross when you cross someone named Mario. The Koopas, they kind of get what's coming to them. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. The Koopas, it's interesting how your voice changed. It's, it's become much serious. more serious. The Koopas. Yeah. I like what he's doing with his collar. But it also time. became, you're like, yeah. The I Koopas, your stereotypes like right now. If anybody can see this right now, it's like, hey, you know, whatever. I'm just saying the Koopas, the Koopas, sure they know the deal. The, neck. the Koopas, they know, they, they, they know it, what the deal is. It's like I'm sitting in a Sopranos bar. All right. 
But you understand what I'm saying. I do. But you don't care. We have other news to attend yeah, to. Yeah, let's move on. I'm yeah. Portuguese. I don't care. Uh, nobody mocks us. Nobody, nobody cares about us enough to mock us. No. We have no stereotypes. And the guy with the German surname is staying quiet. <laughs> oh, don't, don't know worry. What mine is, so it's okay. uh, we will we'll get to Wolfenstein <laughs> soon. <laughs> I love that game. That is the only one of the first person shooters that I ever played. I bought that when I bought my Mac. Oh, much fun was that? Six fifty. Uh, anyway. Um, so last night was the season finale of The Flash. Yes. After we've seen DC's Legends of Tomorrow's had their finale last, yes. last week. As every CW show now is reminding us, and Supergirl's coming in uh, next season of the CW. Those commercials just Arrow. reek of crossover. Well, they did announce in December there will be a four-part crossover yeah. from Monday through Thursday. Uh, Supergirl on Monday. Flash on Tuesday, yeah. Arrow on Wednesday, DC's Legend tomorrow on Thursday, and on, and on Friday, Friday I we shall rest. rest. <laughs> yeah. I shall eat fish. Uh, Catholic upbringing. Catholic, Aquaman? No. You'll have to go to get the filet fish sandwich. Yes, exactly. We had to. Yes, exactly. So, uh, although if you announce an Aquaman series, no, Mercy Reef, Reef failed on the yes. CW. So, the Aquaman series it was called never did happen. Mercy, Mercy Reef. Reef. Uh, yeah, that was the stupidest naming they could have made. Uh, but anyway, uh, so it did end with essentially talking about how we're, we're happy that DC Rebirth uh, <laughs> ends pretty is pretty much undoing Flashpoint. Yes. So how does the Flash season two end by setting up Flashpoint? Flashpoint. Uh, so yeah, the most hated event in DC history is. The basis of season three. But really, when you tie it into what was going on at the end of Legends of Tomorrow, where the Justice Society appears, and there's never been a history of World War II heroes, right. then they're clearly alternate universe. I think it's also interesting that I, I can no longer deny it, that Earth 2 is really the comics version, is the television version of Earth 3, and the Flash TV version of Earth 3 is Earth 2. Well, I like the fact that they've made it so Cisco can just wave his hand and there's a portal there to go to any of the worlds. No, he can only go to Earth 2 right now. Well, okay. I know it's not forever, but that was the interesting variation that Jeff Johns had done on on uh, Vibe's powers uh, in New 52. The only thing that made made New 52 uh, made Vibe almost likable except they kept advertising Vibe as the hero you don't really care about. Uh, so by the way, uh, a member of the Assassin's Creed cast has now sat down at the table. Actually, he's kind of in a vibe outfit. Vibe? Did he have a hoodie at the end of uh, the last version? I, yeah. was, ju- I was just cold. Oh, <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, oh, no, so I think I'm sing- I think I'm thinking Static Shock. Static Shock. Yes, yeah. yes. Originally, he didn't, but the but the new yeah. version of of Virgil Hawkins. Uh, shout out. Michael Davis, friend of the podcast as well, uh, creator of Static Shock. I, I call him Static. I can't get I don't know if they officially changed his name to Static Shock. That was the animated series. Yeah. But he's always Static to me because those were all the books I had originally from Milestone. Yep. I so. know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, I end with a plea. Please don't. Please don't spoil Game of Thrones. Uh, by the way, we did. I did accidentally repost a would turn out to be a fan-made video promising that Captain Jack would appear on the Christmas special of Doctor Who. It is not true. 
someone uh, actually tweeted and said, please let this be true. And John Barrowman himself tweeted back saying, if it is, I'm not playing him because I haven't heard a thing about it. Yeah. So, uh, but it was the Doctor Who hub that, that put together a video making it seem as if he were appearing on the Christmas special. It is not happening. I'm sorry. But we'll still have a great Christmas special. We won't worry about it now because it's still May. Happy 39th birthday, Star Wars. I want to thank our guests tonight. Over here, uh, you just look really intimidating. Yeah, I'm just I'm falling asleep. Brett. Okay. No last name. Nope. That cheapens it. Uh, and, and to my left, of course, thank you very much, and we're looking forward to your next game review. I'll tell you what the game review is. Do! Ooh. Have you heard of a game called... They call that a teaser. Who's Your Daddy? <laughs> I've heard it's been played lots <laughs> and lots. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. on digital format, but go ahead. So it's oh, a I game. think it's very digital. It's a kind of a, a binary a experience. One player, it's the baby, and the other player is the father. The father's left in charge of the baby. The baby's job is to find a way to kill itself. What?! And the father's job is to find a way to keep the baby from killing itself. Is it like it's that? It's a two-player game. It's like yes. that game where you're in the office and you're trying to get you, you're trying to kill yourself with all the different stuff that's yes. in the office. Yeah, but there in in this there's actually there would be actually someone to try to not keep to try you from to dying keep you from killing yourself. Yeah. yeah, don't spoil anymore. I'll try not to spoil anymore. I am horrified by the premise of this game, but I cannot wait for your review. As I keep reposting these and saying, <laughs> there is no way in hell. That I would play any of those games because they'd be like an hour of utter frustration. An hour? But the three... Okay, five minutes <laughs> of utter hours. frustration. But the, the five minutes I spend editing your reviews, just copy editing, <laughs> proofreading, really, uh, I, I don't... Touch, they are the most delightful five minutes of, of my week. <laughs> oh, thank because you. Because I... First of all, the games you discover are so like astounding to me, like, I can't believe this exists. And then... You're funny about it. You've leaned into it, as they say, and you've embraced how the the bleakness of your job and made it funny. <laughs> I I don't. I desperately want to play a game that I like. Oh, I, I understand that. Understands that. I want to truly enjoy one of these games. I think the last game I liked was Punch Club. Yeah, yeah. yeah you it was like it, four yeah. or five games ago. And I play each game at least two hours. I was going to say, you have a minimum, right? It's but a minimum of two, two hours. hours. But, yeah. sir, we, we thank you for your sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. So the next one. You don't hear that enough. Uh, no. I, <laughs> not for this, I don't. Um, yeah. So uh, you can go ahead and email me at budiak at dynamitegun.com. B-U-D-I-A-K at dynamitegun. Or um, go ahead and go to dynamitegun.com. I also published a book recently. Did you? Yes. It's called The Prettiest Doll of Them All. Oh, crap. I meant to take a picture. I'm sorry for the thumping on the table of the QB doll in my house. To, um, I will have to text that to you. If you go to blurb.com, you can uh, search out either Bootyak or, the, pretty, or the, uh, the Prettiest Doll of Them All and, uh, and check out my book. Um, I'm actually currently searching for publishers because um, I realize, as I've discussed with, with Brett many times, I don't know how to make a book. I'm terrible at advertising. Do you have a PDF of this? I, I can get you one. <laughs> I'm, I'm schmenging. All right. Schmenging. Oh, and, I like and, that. Uh, so that was Budiak, and of course. <laughs> and I'm Rick Brettsnyder reminding you to use your powers only for good.
thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. I'm, I'm schmenging. All right. Schmenging? Oh, I like and, uh, that. So that was Budiak. And, of course, <laughs> uh, I'm, I've said I'm Derek McCaw, so he, here it is. And you, sir. Okay. You guys haven't been clued into what we do. Oh, right. So I've, I've been trying to get a, a nice cut point for this, so I'll have to do with what I can. Um, we always sign off with the same call sign, which is Derek says and, and – podcast producer and Rick Brett Snyder I say and I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to and at that point we all say in unison use, use your powers, powers only for good got it so it's use your powers use only, only to for your good. advantage yeah exactly <laughs> you son of in Trump's America yes <laughs> all right okay so and I'm Rick and I'm Rick Bretzner reminding you to use your powers only for good. Excellent. Fanboy. Keep it running. <laughs>